Alexa, what is the baddest podcast in the land? Here's Pulling Back the Curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. Season three of the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast is brought to you by Samato Coffee. Pull Back the Curtain podcast listeners will receive a 20% discount on your order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit their website at www.sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people? And what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with our rawest opinion, while giving you the straight up facts. That's right, no fake news here. I'm Jules. Press. On today's episode, we will be pulling back the curtain on why Christmas is important to us and much, much more. Press was popping, baby. Jules, man, I can't call it, man. Good to hear from you. How you doing there, fam? Oh, man. You know me, Press. Ain't nobody smooth like me, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. You got to keep being smooth. It's crazy out here in these streets, boy. Keeps being oh, smooth man. now, Jules. Oh, man, I'm running from it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you better. You you and me both, shit. I'm like, right. I hear some commotion. I'm like, I'm going. I'm like, dude, on Friday. I'm like, no, I'm going this other way. Ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah. No, sir. They can have it, Jules. Oh, man, it, most definitely. Gearing up for Christmas and it's coming up and just in the mood. I probably get the get my days off. All this stuff going on. They canceled days off. I had to work last night and stuff. So, Ugh. yeah. Yeah, we're back at that again, but... It seems like that's inevitable, man, for you guys right now. Keep in mind some of the things that we talk about in this show. I know this shit can't be easy for you, man, but, bro, you got to do your best to kind of keep your mindset where it needs to be because, dude, (laughs) a lot of the stuff that's out here, bro, just know that it's going to continue to be out there, but you also got to protect your own mental well-being as well. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. Man, you hit it there, man. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. Man. You know what? I'm also happy. I want to give a shout out to my my brother Holiday. Uh, he's moving into his spot. Him and his wife moving into his spot today. So I'm after here. I'm gonna go out there and help him move, get settled in a little bit, man. I'm happy for them, man. They they've been married for a while and moving on, doing grown up things, getting their own place. And man, can't wait to can't wait to check it out. Me too. Holiday, what's up? Because <laughs> I heard that place is nice now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, salute to you, man. For real, man. That's, that's dope. Hey. That's dope. Congratulations to you, folks. How's it going? You know, you know, Jules. Busy, but we good. Coverage of the different sports sport. are picking up. Uh, later today, I'll be covering Windy City Bulls. Tomorrow, I'll be covering them, and then obviously the Bears versus Packers. So it's just been busy, man. But you know, I love that shit. Mm-hmm. I love the grind. I love that shit. <laughs> man, the hardest, the hardest working man in podcasting today. Prayers, baby. Hey, talk that talk about that talk Listen, five shows a week covering games man i'm talking about man i'm out here bro i'm out here dude you you putting in work boy i don't know if anybody ground like you but man you are you are on on on, on the prowl there baby hey we just scratching the surface man and audience keep paying attention to us because we're gonna be out here for a long time to come just we appreciate all the people that's been here throughout this whole journey but shit, we also respect the people that's just starting to take notice of what we're doing. We ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. Uh-uh. Here to stay. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, Jules, man, let's get into it. And speaking about like this media coverage and and going to a lot of these events, I noticed that there's a lot of like this weird behavior in the world in general. But I've noticed that people get a little territorial in the media. So on a recent, and I'm not going to say which organization, but on a recent Mm -hmm. media assignment, Jules, I want to get you and the audience thoughts on whether this is fair or foul. But I noticed the member of the media, of an unnamed media outlet, because I don't want to call you out, but I did say something Mm -hmm. to the person after the fact. Anyway, he moved another guy's spot before a conference was getting ready to start because he wanted the guy's spot because the guy had a spot like right in the middle of the uh, the press conference. Mm -hmm. So he moved that dude who had the spot, who got there early, put his stuff there. He moved this dude's stuff to like a spot, a row behind on the end. Nobody oh, want to be on no. that side. Oh, damn. So, audience, fair foul on that. Because some people will say, oh, hey, you shouldn't be saving a spot because that's kind of like saving a, a parking spot when the snow is outside, which that's, okay. something, that's, that's something me and Jules have talked about on this show in the past. But fair foul on people moving people's belongings. Oh, okay. that's foul because you don't want nobody to do it to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you took time enough to get there early to get you a nice little, uh, nice seat, Perez, let me ask you this. I know there's no such thing as a side seat. I, I, I know. The guy couldn't really do nothing, right? He really couldn't. Now, there's two different things, Jules. So okay. during the game itself, you do have an assigned spot. So obviously mm. no one's going to sit there. But okay. in the press conferences, which is pre and post game, mm-hmm. it's just first come, first serve. However... Okay. It's just, you would think just a gentleman, right. I put right. my stuff here, <laughs> this is going to be my spot. So for Ooh, me, Jules, man. I call foul because it was less about the guy saving the spot. It was more about, that's his personal belongings. What if some of his stuff came on missing? Ooh, you were the last person true. to touch it. Damn. Mm-hmm. Right. I need to think about that. Right. Right. Correct. Which is, I said something now. Listen, bro, I'm still new to this thing. So I'm over here probably getting an enemy already because they were like, hey, man, new guy coming in here already saying stuff. But I said something. I'm like, hey, man, that wasn't cool. <laughs> And I said, because I put, I held the spot for myself. Nobody moved my stuff. But I was like, hey. No, Perez, ain't nobody going. <laughs> <laughs> people, man, I, well, you know what? When people see you, they're going to be like, okay, we know what Jules is talking about. <laughs> we, we got a thing that's saying, do your appearance command respect? Now, ladies and gentlemen, Perez appearance command respect. When you walk in that room, people notice and like, yeah, okay. Yeah, this man right here, nothing to mess with. So, yeah, Perez, you can put your stuff in that middle all you want. Ain't nobody <laughs> leaving. Hell, you can put it there the week before and come back in with nobody moving. Not even the janitors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jules, that's hilarious. So, yeah, I ain't had no problems, but my mans did. My mans did. And he was salty because he took the L. Because you saw him, he was like, when he was asking questions from the end, and old boy didn't move the stuff. <laughs> I was just like, man, y'all going to box, man. Because I just looked at him. He was looking at him very, he was very upset with him. Very upset. I was like, damn. I mean, I would be too. Now, Perez, I ain't gonna lie to you. Ain't nobody gonna just gonna chump me and just move my shit, man. I'm be like, <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have went over there, like, yeah, bro. Yeah, buddy took the hell. And I was kind of like looking at him. I was like, man, I don't know what that was about. But I was like, boy, you should have maybe said something. I don't know. Right. I didn't like the way the whole thing went down. It, it kind of came off like the other guy was like, well, I've been on the beat longer. It was kind of like one of them little things that I noticed. And I'm sitting here like, fuck a beat. That's my shit you moved. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. And, and Prince, to what, to what probably like, say, hey, Prince, man. man, you ain't gonna probably have that media credential too long, man, if you uh, start conflict <laughs> on, on, on the beat. So I, I don't know. Dang. I just didn't like it, Jules. I didn't like it. Oh no, I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with you because if I was there, I'd be like, damn, dude, my man was here first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, what happened? Someone's missing, or you break something. Thank you. I, you know, I I you know. 
What if what if my man didn't have his bag zipped up all the way? You just right. grabbing it and all this stuff just start flying all over because that happens. Mm. No, it's just the best to save conflict and also damaging or, or anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, just leave people stuff alone. I mean, hey, next time you get there early, or I'm pretty sure there's other better better spots you can go. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Generally, the first two rows are the, the, mm. the prime spots, and that's where the okay. old boy got his stuff moved from because those are spots that are right there by the cameras. Okay. Also, they have a table in front, so you can put your laptop down. If you, you have a recording device, you can put that down. For me, I was cool. I was in the third row. It was nothing but – so it's five rows. I was in the third row center. So I was like, you know what? If I got to have my laptop in my lap, I'm fine. You know, I'm like, hey, hey, listen, I'm, I'm a baby in this thing. I'm good. I don't need mm. the table. But I said, but guess what? Next year, I'm going to get that table. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Oh, yeah. Next year, prayer's getting that table, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's coming. You even going to have somebody wipe off the table and wipe the chair for you. Hey, oh, right I'm here, okay Mr. Prez. Okay. <laughs> Can you bring me a water when you're done? <laughs> right away. Right away, sir. Would you like a little lemon in it? <laughs> yes, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we. <laughs> let's get into these uh, let's get okay. into these mailbag questions oh man you cracked me up so the uh, first one comes over and this one is from Justin from Irvine California and he wanted to know how will we remember Bob Dole mm. man Bob Dole man pioneered trailblazers in the political game man he's been in that thing for 50 years mm-hmm. he helped push that Martin Luther King Day as a national holiday which is monumental man it goes to show you man that uh he had a heart where it wasn't a bad heart. It wasn't a racist heart. It, he he understood what Martin Luther King was about and want to you know continue his legacy. That's one of the things that I would say, you know, people remember. Also, he said his best thing that he had done in his conference in his life is that uh, pushing that disability act where you mm-hmm. can discriminate based on people's disability because you know stuff happened. And people who know Bob though he got injured in World War II and lost the use of his hand, left hand, arm, and this stuff I did, I think it made it made him stronger, made him tougher. And for him to push that was he did some things that his legacy is sealed, and the other people to look at it and say, "Hey, you know what? This right here is a true American hero, right here, a, a humanitarian." And and I, I believe those those are just some of the things people remember of Bob Doe. Yeah, I mean that's a really fair point. Also, too, just a decent man when you think about it. You know, we in this time now get so caught up on Democrat versus Republican. Mm-hmm. I looked at him, man. Even though he was Republican, I thought he was one of those people that was respected by both sides of the aisle. And we're losing now yet another person that had a little bit of their respect. And he had that proper decorum when you think about the government. And we don't have that now. Everything is so divisive. But Bob Dole wasn't oh, like man. that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I remember. And even, too, when you talk about the injury that he had when he served in the war, you have to think about us as, as men and, and women out here. Sometimes, you know, things happen to us and it'll kill your ego. Now, walking around with your arm, like, just affixed to your body like that, people made fun of him. They, they, they had jokes about that shit. That didn't stop him. He stayed out there in front of them cameras. And I respected him. I'm like, man, dude, like most people, they wouldn't want people to see them or they wouldn't want them to record them from a certain angle. That man didn't shy away from that. He was proud of that shit because he was like, look, that happened to me serving our country. And so mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I always like kind of look and respect. It's just the way that he carried himself, his service to this country, and just the way that he served in the government. 
And he was a trailblazer, as you mentioned, Jules, and uh, he ran for president. He didn't beat Clinton. But at the end of the day, he's going to be remembered for just the way he carried himself and just being a decent human being. Oh, man. Appreciate it right on here. I, I, pray and w- I pray and wish that other people in, in Congress and the Senate and the House take a page out of Bob Dole and say, hey, listen, as you said, this is too divided. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Nobody's winning when, we, when we're dividing and fighting against each other. It's time the Republicans and Democrats can, can get along. I mean, everybody have different uh, opinions and views, and but people compromise for the greater good of, of Americans and, and, and the world or whatever. We, we need to get back there because it's ugly, and I hate what politics is at today. Yeah, that's the problem. Everything is mm-hmm. so heavily politicized. You know, even even things that shouldn't be, they mm-hmm. are. Do, right. He was kind of a throwback to a time that it wasn't like that, Jules. Mm-hmm. We need to get back there, man. For sure, for sure. All right, well, our next question, it comes over from Sharonda from Houston, Texas. And Sharonda wanted to know, guys, in the light of a lot of these mass school shootings, what are your thoughts on the Oxford shooting? Mm. Man, terrible. Shouldn't happen. It goes to show you parents need to be parents. Mm-hmm. They aided and assisted, boy. Mm-hmm. And they get charged. But it shouldn't happen. Four people lost their lives. Eight people, uh, other people's uh, injured. And for what? The boy was having problems. Now the school should have took the school should have took extra uh, caution with it when they found out that he was writing notes and about killing himself and blood and all that stuff, injuring people. They should have took him out of that school there. Mm-hmm. No, but you know they told the parents. Parents didn't do nothing. You know, parents to the hell. The mom told the boy you shouldn't have got caught. She laughed. I'm not mad. And at she you. laughed. Remember? I mean, dude, come on now. I'm glad they're getting charged, but it mm-hmm. shouldn't been it shouldn't been people have to die. Right. For them to be taught that they need yeah. to fucking be parents to their kids. Right. Now, Jules, you brought up something that I want to make sure our audience keeps their front in mind. This school shooting happened on the same day that the school brought this kid in mm-hmm. and talked to him about this stuff that was going on. They allowed this kid to go back into school, Jules. They didn't say, you know what, you need to be suspended or you need to go see um, a psychologist. You need to go talk right. to somebody. They decide, no, let's go ahead and bring him back into class. They don't search his bags. They don't search his locker. They don't do any of that. And then the mom over here talking about some LOL. I'm not mad at you. This next time, don't get caught. What? Right. Dude, come on. <laughs> Shit. And people died because of that. That's negligence on them parents. So to your point, Jules, yep. I'm glad they locked their asses up. But that's school. They don't have a high price to pay, too. Oh, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Man, we don't play here. Hell, anybody mentions something about a gun or kill themselves, we, we on it because it's so. It happens, and it's like, no, we can't We can't keep allowing this to happen. That's why this shooting here shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. There were so many signs that say, hey, no, no, we got to give this kid some help. And we can't, we can't, we can't allow him to come back and be with other kids if, he, if he's thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even the stuff that he was searching on his phone and on the school internet. Right, 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 right. Trying to buy bullets and or whatever case. But One of the things that I saw, and I don't really be on social media that much, but I got on there because I was just curious at just some of the stuff that was being said about this case. And I didn't realize that dudes, the kid Ethan, his mom was on her Facebook page talking about the fact that they got this Black Friday deal for their kid that bought him this gun for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So obviously you guys got this gun for this kid and he had access to it. I mean, Jules, the kid's right. 15 years old, right? Right, right. I'm pretty sure in the Southern states and, and here all over, 
you can teach your kids how to shoot the fundamentals and, and shooting. But you stress to them, this is not a toy. You don't do what you see on TV we do with this. I know you have parents that's out there teaching their kids at a younger age how to shoot. But damn it, you, 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 you know your kid. You don't go get buy a gun for a 16-year-old and, it, and he's having problems. Now, I've read that it's, it's legal for, for the father to buy the gun. It's, it's the kid's gun if they're going to a range, you know, with all them things. But, dude, come on, man. I was just thinking about this. Oh, yeah, with the Cal Rittenhouse. Same thing. Both yep. underage kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They really need to change the laws on kids having, you know, have assets or able to hold it, use the gun. They really have to really look into this because now you see in two situations here, and it's more, but it's probably some that haven't been out publicized yet. Right. There's two situations, high profile right now, with underage kids killing people when they have guns. And Jules, I just got to tell you this part. When I was 15, man, I ain't have had no goddamn sense. I wouldn't have been no damn responsible person to be in possession of no damn gun. That's the thing. Parents, be parents out here. It's one thing if you're mm-hmm. teaching your kid, okay, we're at the range. I don't want this thing to be something that you're, oh, my God, there's there's a gun. I'm going to freak out when I'm around it. No, we'll go. I'll teach you the fundamentals. Right. But you don't touch right. this motherfucker other than when we're in here in this range. Exactly. Exactly. Go back to being parents, man. That's the thing. These parents want to be friends with these damn kids. You respond to LOL like that's your goddamn brother or sister. That's your damn son. <sighs> don't get caught. What don't get caught? Well, y'all got caught. They yeah. found y'all in that goddamn warehouse, weirdos. Mm-hmm. And these people, they talk about some. Oh, we 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 weren't trying to run. Y'all missed the arraignment. Y'all took four thousand dollars out of your bank account. What you what, what people supposed to think y'all was doing? Yeah, right. Oh no, we wasn't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, people think we stupid. People think the people the people stupid or something like. You know, I, okay. <laughs> They the turned their cell phones off. Y'all was trying not to be located, and they still mm-hmm. got caught. Good. I hope to throw the book at them. I really hope they boy, make them a lesson. You see what they did, James Jennifer? That'd be your ass if you don't be parenting these kids now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, them crumblies, boy. And I, I saw the mug shots. I was like, yeah, look at them. Y'all looking crazy as hell. Because they, they look like they ain't showered in days. They look nasty and crunchy to the motherfucker, boy. Grungy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Crumblies. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they live to their name, the Crumblies. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean to make a joke of this, Sharonda, but when, when I look at this, as Jules mentioned, this is a situation that could have been avoided. So many people could have prevented this. They didn't. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. We have an issue right now in this country where people are continuing to target these schools. Now, No one wants to have these conversations, but mental illness is rampant. There's kids, people, everybody. There's people struggling all over the place right now. But we don't want to have those conversations. Everybody wants to just conveniently talk about mental health, but then all of a sudden forget about it. But then when these situations continue to happen, that's why it's happening. This kid was sick. Those parents were not paying attention to the signs. The signs were there. That's a big story of it, right? And the signs and people not recognizing and seeing it and act quickly on it. Be a parent. It, Michael Jackson had the song, uh, and one of the lyrics is like, if you can't raise a baby, then don't have a baby. Mm. <laughs> That's when it's old stuff there. So people, be parents. You go out there, you do the thing, and you have these kids, man, now you got to raise them. Mm-hmm. Raise them right. Raise them right, man. I mean, 
Your boy did. I mean, yeah. I mean, we got four people, man. Four people that, that lost their lives. Kids. Man, four people. Tate Myrie, 16 years old. Hannah St. Julian, Julian, 14. Madison Baldwin, 17. And Justin Schilling. I mean, four beautiful kids is gone. And we got the holidays coming up. It don't make any sense, Chris. It don't make any sense, man. No, it, like you said, because it could have been avoided. It's senseless, man. And that's the thing. All this shit is senseless. And I've said it over and over again on this show, man. I am a gun owner. You're a gun owner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible about my stuff. You know, I have friends, but they'll talk to me and they'll say, man, they got to put better gun laws out. And I say, yeah, they do. But there's also people out here, man, that are sick in the head. And some laws ain't going to prevent some of the people out here that's just messed up. This kid's messed up in the head. Parents ignored it. The school ignored it. And people died as a result of their negligence. That's the problem. It's just sad. Yeah. So definitely thoughts and prayers for those families with lost ones. Wow. I, I can't even imagine. Can't even imagine. That's really tough. And like I said, prayers and thoughts out to all those victims, man, because like I said, they, 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 they're just trying to go to school and try to better themselves, man. And that's what happens to them. You know, it, it is sad, man. It's sad. Next question comes over from Brittany from Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. She wants to know, why is everyone making a big deal about Tristan Thompson and his newest baby mama? Well, <laughs> Brittany, you trying to start something. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think because uh, I think this is the one that uh, allegedly he was messing around with uh, while he was messing with uh, Chloe. I believe. Oh, him and Chloe, they was back together when this happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Not all, not all, but ball players and, and people in the limelight and it, it comes to him. Now, Tristan's a young man, I think what? I don't even think he's even 30. I don't know. I don't know. He or might just turn. He might just, just turn. Mm-hmm. So this so he's he's real young. Uh this is the girl you lazy mess around with while he's with Chloe, and then people don't like the person. Because you know what? Chloe's actually a lot of people love Chloe, I, I believe. Yeah, I, I, think. I think so. I think so, too. She seems like she's got a good heart. Yeah, and for him to be with Chloe, they have a baby, and then turn around, cheat on her, and then I guess they try to work things up. It would seem like it was, you know, they was getting back together and then mess around and get caught up again. And now baby comes, like, dude, bro, man, you just, you just, just, just dirty, man. Come on, man. Just dirty. And I think people just see that and like, dude, why why would you do that to Chloe? You know, she's a seems sweet and you know, she's raised. You see her every time you see her, you see the baby with her. Yeah, true. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think people just just don't like how what happened and to her. Like I said, I don't know Chloe, I don't know Tristan, right. but when right. I look at it from the outside, I think, man, when I think about those Kardashians. She seems to be like authentic and, and kind of, to me at least, she seems supportive. Look at how she was with Lamar Odom and that whole situation. That man almost right. lost his life. Right. She got on a plane and went there. They weren't even together when Lamar Odom, and we all know the circumstances that happened with Lamar. He almost died. He od But she was right there, right by his side. She was dating James Harden at the time. Was like, James, I got to go help him. So mm-hmm. that shows you the type of person that she is. Now, I'm not going to sit over here and talk about, oh, this person dated this person. Because a lot of people get mm-hmm. into all that stuff with them Kardashians. Listen, let them mm-hmm. live because if the ball players are allowed to do it, then they should be allowed to do whatever they want to do as well. You know, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander, like Jules said on yeah. an episode, right? But this situation with Tristan, I think, Brittany, to answer your question, I think why a lot of people are making it a big deal is because, A, he was supposed to be reconciling with Chloe. Right. 
And here he is off doing what he was doing. But secondly, he publicly humiliated her because you got some other female pregnant, bro. Not only right, you, when y'all was together, then this come out. Man, I, Perez, this is the question. You know you out there. It goes for basketball, for athletes, actors, actresses, singers, wherever the case may be held, just your regular uh, nine-to-five guy. I mean, when you in that, you know technology has advanced big time. Mm-hmm. There's cameras everywhere, the social media. If you're with somebody, if you want to have an open relationship, it had to be addressed because nowadays, I mean, it's just it's just not good. And then you got babies involved coming in, and it's not their fault. They in this and other people, emotions and people getting hurt and feelings and all this stuff is going on. It's just better for everybody. It's just better for everybody. You're going to be exclusive, fine. If you want to go out and, and date other people, fine. But have that have that thing set up when, when y'all meet and, you know, we gotta start getting getting to know each other because, boy, you talking about something that's going on, man. You praise I, I, <laughs> I couldn't be I couldn't be in it, man. I <laughs> shit. That's and that's also, too much to deal with. And also, too, let's not even forget about the fact of what no one's talking about as a kid now that's being born into a situation mm-hmm. with a father who has let it be known that he wants nothing to do with the child, nothing to do oh, with the child. Dude, see, that's bad. That's bad. I don't and like see, that. And see, I've talked about this on the show. I'm a product of that. I never met mm-hmm. my father. And see, that's the thing that people don't talk about is the fact that you have kids that are born into a situation and you don't know what the hell happened between other grown adults. But all I know is my mother was a single mother. She did what she had to do. She took care of me and my brother. However, you don't think that along the way there was things that I was affected by growing up, not having that guidance around me? Of course. And now you got a kid that's going to be going through that same type of lifestyle. That's not fair to the kid, man. If you look at the statistics, you'll see the positive effect of having a father, not maybe not even just in the household, but having that father involvement in the kid's life. That shit's important. So for me, Brittany, I look at less about the drama of the situation and more about the fact that this man told that woman, you need to get this mm. abortion because I'm not going to be present in this kid's life and you ain't going to get nothing but a couple of dollars from me. That's the part where I looked at him wow. like, bro, first first wow. of all, you had this kid. That kid deserves to have a father. And you basically said, no, fuck that. I'm cool. That's Tristan, you got to be a man, boy. You got to be a man, man. Uh, hey, you lay down with it, man. <laughs> like I just, like we just said on the last one, you can't raise a baby and don't have it. I mean, huh. I understand things happen. Heat in the moment, passion, all that stuff. I, I get, you know, I get it. I'm a man. I get it. But, man, when something happens, where there's a baby coming and you're the father. Step See, up. Right, we got to step up now. That's the problem. Too, what we were just talking about. Too many parents out here not parenting. Right. Dude, this your baby? Parenting. And, I, I, and you know what, Prez? And I hope that he will. I hope that he will. And he just, right now, he's just mad because he got caught up and he in the, he in the light of all this. And now I hope he step up to the place and say, you know what? All right. Yeah, I got to do the right thing. Yeah, because the kid didn't do it to you. And you did it to yourself, if I'm being honest. And like I said, I'm not no perfect person or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But at the same time, that baby is the innocent person in this story. And Because my thing is, I don't know what the type of relationship you and this other woman had. All I know is y'all created this life. Y'all both are responsible for this life. Y'all need to sit down together, have a conversation, figure it the fuck out. That's it. I'm with you. All right. The next question comes up from Dexter from Jacksonville, Florida. And he wanted to know, did you think that Cuomo's firing by CNN was fair? Ooh, man. Chris Cuomo. Chris? 
<laughs> I tell you what, if they fired Chris Como, it's because for a damn good reason. Mm-hmm. Because Chris Como been on the Airbnb sending in for a minute. That was their guy. That was right. Him and tag team with Don Lemon. Man, I I, I watched Chris Como. He's a good reporter, anchor. You know, people had their opinions. I don't agree with everything you say, but people entitled their own opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So when I heard he can't fight, first thing he suspended him. Okay. You know, with the allegation with his brother, Andrew. You know, sexual alleged sexual allegation with the with the interns and other staff. Okay, but then, well, Perez, I'm like, okay, he they fired, they suspended him for helping his brother out. That's what you, I, I'm not going. I'm gonna raise my hand. If my brother's in trouble, I'm gonna help him. To, to in the letter of the law, nah, I ain't gonna you know no sex. So, so, let me, so let me ask you that because Jules, I think you're being honest there, and there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that find themselves in that situation. Now, when you say that, do you have a limit to where that help would go? Like, is there like you like, yeah. hey, this situation, okay, I got you. But something like this, brother, you got to go face the, the music. D- dude, uh, helping is whatever I can do to help you legally. Mm-hmm. And then if I find out something was bogus in it, I'm going to help you to stand up, be there with you. While you, you, while you, you know what I'm saying, you turn yourself in the face of me, I'm going to be there still with you. Okay. That's helping too. Yes, that's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? But so you're going to make sure that they face the music. But you're right. going to like, hey, I'm going to advise you, though, because I want to make sure that you're good. Right. We can't. Listen, you can't sit in here. You, He's the ex-governor, and you on primetime TV, and y'all covering stuff up. Then y'all both know damn good, because y'all telling the people this, and in the background, y'all doing something else. So I'll be sitting up there like, listen, whatever happened, I. If you allegedly touch this girl, whatever, or whatever the case may be, and man, I'm there with you. I'm standing there, but you know what I'm saying? You got to face that music. We got That's why everybody have their time in court, but I'm there with you. Now, for CNN to suspend Chris, then that means he was doing something in the background where it violated their code of conduct and their ethics. Because, like I said, Chris Coma was their man. And if they get rid of their man, that means it was something big coming down. And then plus, there was an allegation of Chris was getting alleged that he was being accused of mis- sexual misconduct with somebody years ago. And I think that's what sealed his face. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what sealed the deal there. They said, you know, CNN said, you know what? We're going to get ahead of this. Yep. Chris, man, man, hey, your service is no longer needed. You said a lot there, and I just want to unpack some of it because I think that a lot of times people, we lie to ourselves about, this is wrong, and, and I wouldn't do this, and I wouldn't do that. Well, I don't turn my back on friends and family. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with Jules in that sense that, hey, if, if if a brother or a friend of mine got involved in something, let's just say it was this situation where it was the sexual uh, misconduct stuff. Now, I don't fucking vibe with that type of behavior, but right. I'm not going to turn my back on my friend in, in the sense that, hey, you're a bad person. Uh, I don't no longer want to speak to you. No, it's going to be a situation of, hey, Bro, what's going on? What happened? Mm-hmm. Right, right. I want to understand. I'm not quick to to jump to judgment. I want to understand. I want to have a conversation with you. Well, okay, well, you know that this is very serious. You need to get representation. You need to do this. Those are the steps. You right. need to face the music. That's the conversation. Now, I'm not going to sit here and a friend of mine gets involved in something like this, and I'm going to help them smear somebody's reputation because that's what was happening. 
Chris Cuomo was like helping his brother get information on this woman to try to make her look like she was a bad person. That was mm. the shit that kind of turned me off yeah. with the situation. It's one thing to stand by a family member or, or a friend. It's another thing when you're using your position as being, you know, Chris Cuomo from CNN and you over here like trying to get people to dig up dirt on somebody. That shit was oh. fucking weak to me. Oh, that's no, that's uncool, man. That's not cool. And the simple fact of the matter is, all these accusations that were against your brother, you should have sat down with him and said, hey, man, did you do this shit? What the fuck? Right. Right. What happened? I know there's a story. Yeah. There's got to be a backstory. We all know there's always two sides to a story. Mm-hmm. But then, like, like you said, CNN already had that going on when they suspended him because of the stuff that he was doing behind closed doors to help his brother. But then when the ag- accusations came out about Chris, and they were like, bro, we can't mm. fucking do nothing for you here. Right. Right. We can't be defending you about some shit that you did when you worked for another network. Mm-mm. They had no choice. <laughs> they, they said, you know what? You ain't about to drag, drag CNN under the mud. We're going to get ahead of this. I guess for me, Jules, I, I the last thing I got on this, and this is just the way that I see it, hypocrites in this world to me, I just, I can't, fucking, I can't stand that shit. I will be the first person to admit my fault. What I don't like for people is, is that they do dirt, but they'll sit here and they'll try to condemn somebody else. They'll try to talk down on what somebody else is doing. Don't do that shit. You know, Chris Cuomo, you have all this stuff in your past. We all got a past. We all got skeletons in our closets. But you sitting out here fucking slamming people on your programs and saying all this stuff like you're squeaky right. clean. I don't like that shit. Dude, I heard one journalist said this, man. He said, journalism the core basis is, is, is transparency, accountability, and disclosure. And when you feel that under those values, you create this distrust and mistrust to not only to the network, but also the people who's listening and watching you. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened, man. Exactly. And that's what happened. And that's why he lost his job. Yeah. And so my thoughts go out to those women that were affected by this, because I'm sure it could be easy for them, but hey, I'm proud of them for coming out and and having the courage to say, you know what, these guys did this shit to us. And I'm glad that the truth got out because you sit over here trying to smear somebody's reputation and name. No, man, that's not cool. I don't, Jules, I don't respect that just in general. You're going to sit here, somebody is out here trying to say, look, this happened to me. I want someone to do something about it. You sit over here like, oh, well, what kind of dirt can we dig up on this person? Oh, this person didn't pay their taxes three years ago. Like, it's just stupid shit. What's right. that got to do with anything about what happened to her? See, that's the stuff that I don't like. I don't like that kind of right. stuff. And I don't like anybody that does that type of shit. Don't sit out here and try to dig up dirt and try to do this shit to people. That's not cool. If you got an issue with somebody, go to the authorities, get that shit figured out. That's it. Right. You'll have your day. you have mm-hmm. your day to explain your story. And then wherever your faith lies, then there it is. But no, you discredit somebody and shame somebody. No, man, come on, man. That's dirty, man. That's dirty. You ain't no different than the person. Exactly. No, I don't like Dude. this shit. I don't like nah. this Nope. All right, Jules, last question. Okay. Comes over from Mary from Carbondale, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And Mary says, how do you feel about the situation surrounding Antonio Brown and his former chef? <laughs> and so Antonio Brown should have paid that chef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, 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 that boy! Hey, that boy didn't didn't, didn't blow the whistle on you, boy. (laughs) Let me ask you, Jules: In ten stacks worth your reputation? Damn! Oh, 
Man, pay the man. Since that should be nothing. He should have been like, hey, man, go on that top drawer and grab what you need, man. Yep. <laughs> or it should have been automatically in this thing. I, 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 you man. rich. Yeah. That should have been right. a direct deposit. Boom. What are we talking about? Exactly. Hell, you could have paid him beforehand or, you know, I, man, press. This is stupid. Why, why you? Yeah, Nobody that's question. Nobody works for free. Nobody right. works for free. What are we doing, Antonio? Dude, you 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 pick this dude cooking meals. I'm pretty sure you on the um bars while you in season and um uh plan that you're get a routine of food uh diet or where you know you're not eating too much, you're not taking too much calories, that you stay lean or whatever. Um uh, and 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 cooking is not not easy. You know, well, maybe because I don't cook a lot, but I mean it takes work. I'll say that I'll say that. It takes work. And well, like it's you also, said, it's a science, bro. You know what yeah, I mean? Dude, dude, exactly. Exactly, man. You don't want to put too much or too little or the right portions, what's good for your body, what's good for all that stuff. It's a science. Man, pay the man. He's worth it. If you, you know, you're a millionaire, man. Pay the, pay the man. But hey, hey, my man was like, okay, are right, you going to pay me? You're like, guess what? <laughs> 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 that, that, you know, the whole thing about the vaccine? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you fake that. <laughs> so, okay, Jules, because I just said this a second ago. Now, I'm going to call foul on that chef. But I'm also <laughs> calling foul on Antonio Brown. They both so, get it. Both they flag. both get it. Because <laughs> okay. Antonio Brown, pay your fucking bills, bro. Because he's got a history of this, from what I understand, of not paying people. But for that okay. chef. Okay, so he stiffs you on the bill. Take him to court. True. It is civil. Yeah. Take him it's to court. civil matter. Yeah. But no, what he wanted to do was he was like, oh, I'm going to burn him to the stake. So you fucked me over. Now I'm going to fuck you over. Because now, you know, in this world right now, there's so much division around the vaccination, right? Uh-huh. I've told you on this show, I have people in my family, people close to me that haven't been vaccinated. So this chef knew when he outed him for using the fake vaccine cards that that shit was going to get him in trouble. So I don't know, man. It's like, man, y'all were once cool enough that this man had you in his home. He mm-hmm. owed you money. If you weren't getting anywhere with working with him directly, I would have said just sue him. This extra step that he did this, now, obviously, that's a federal offense that he provided fake vaccination cards. Yes, I get that part. But come on, chef, man. <laughs> what you doing, man? What you doing? Because that's like your reputation, too. Now you a gossip person. Now you a TMZ person. Ain't you a professional chef? Dude, good point. Because, yeah, now it's like cash might not mess with you because of this. Right. Mm. Yeah, you know, sometimes people go off emotions and not really think about the whole plan when they, you know. So, yeah. So now, guess what? AB may still not pay you, and you still got to take him to court. That's right. And you still might not get paid. And you're right. So, huh. Because you know how the whole thing started, Jules, is that AB reached out to this chef to see if he could get him a vaccine card. I guess the chef said, yeah, I can work on getting it for you. And I think ended up AB ended up getting it from another source, and he turned those in to the NFL. Because mm. I remember when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were one of the first teams to say we were 100% vaccinated. So that fake card worked because they shit, it went through the system. <laughs> they they approved it. Man. I don't know, did he pay that person to get the get that vaccination card? Well, I'm sure he had to pay them. The <laughs> 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 person that get paid is that chef. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Damn, chef. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. No, but yeah. they both foul. A B, you yeah. foul for you foul yeah. for. And this is my thing. Okay. 
You decided that you didn't want to get the vaccine because you didn't trust it. Whatever, man. People don't believe in science. That's on them. But my point is, you filing a fake vaccine. You know you're going to get in trouble for that. Now you're letting mm-hmm. your team down because now you spend it for three games. Mm-hmm. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this ain't the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers, when you played there, they that was a shit show. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are about winning championships. You got Tom Brady as your quarterback. Tom Brady ain't about this bullshit. You bring a stupid shit. You bring a stupidity to this organization. Right. That's another foul. Mm-hmm. They gave you a chance, man, after all the bullshit you did in the past. He was out there never, never laying somewhere. The other teams didn't want to pick up on him. No. Tampa Bay gave him another shot. But after all that stuff, I thought, Prez, I thought he was through. With the stupid shit, yeah. I thought he was through. And Tom Brady put his, his damn neck on the line for you, bro. You know Tom Brady probably sitting somewhere right now like, man, what the fuck? What else are we supposed to do to help this guy? Right. He can't get right. Yeah, that may, man. You know what? That might be a nice little name for him, man, because <laughs> shit. It's like, bro, man, just do what you told. Maybe it's hard for him to do that. I don't know. I don't know. Well, in, in, the, in the words of your old man, Jules, I hope this is a lesson learned. All the way around. <laughs> yep. All the way around. Do better, A.B. Do better. <laughs> shit. Yeah, A.B. Damn. But anyway, audience, thank you so much for those mailbag questions. I know we're still behind on some other ones, so next week we're going to get some extra ones in here. You guys just loading us up with mailbag questions, by the way. It's hard to keep up with all these questions. But <laughs> oh, yeah. Appreciate them, though. Yes, sir. Now, in the spirit of today's episode, Jules and I want to just continue the theme for this month, which has been Christmas. A lot of this stuff, man, is the things that you guys are kind of focusing in on right now. So we thought we would share with you guys some things about us when it comes to the holidays. So, Jules, for me, when I think of Christmas, and I know a lot of people right now, in their minds, when they're thinking about Christmas, they're thinking about the stress of the season, right? They're thinking about, oh, plans. Like, we had the question last week from the young lady. She's trying to figure out how her and her new boyfriend are going to navigate the holidays. You got a lot of people Mm -hmm. that are trying to organize Christmas plans. They're making the holiday very, very stressful upon themselves, worried about gifts, worried about shopping, just all the stuff that to me, kind of takes away from the holiday a little bit. So when I look at it, I'm like, look, why don't we take the time to kind of appreciate this time that we have? And we talk about it all the time, Jules, of how it's nice to have a good meal, to break bread with friends and family. Like you and I were talking about how we gonna get together with some other guys on the network and kind of have some time with each other to kind of like have a little bit of that, you know, sense of like family and togetherness for the holiday. Yes, sir. That's what it's about. It's not about all the pomp and circumstance and all the stress. It's like, man, when it comes to Christmas, man, it should just be about your family, your friends, mm-hmm. and just getting together, man, and just bonding and renewing friendships and shit. And sometimes, you know, maybe finding and kicking off new friendships, Jules. I mean, what, what do you think? Oh, bro. You know, it's funny. As you come up throughout the years and, man, you think of Christmas, man, toys and food and Santa Claus and elves and wrapping gifts and you know what? I had people ask me now as an adult. I had people ask, man, what you want for Christmas? I can't tell them what I want. Hmm. I don't, I, I don't. I, <laughs> I'm the same for, damn way. <laughs> if I want something, I go buy it. I go buy it. That's right. So <laughs> I'm sitting up here like, man, let me get back with you. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, Christmas for me now is, if I can get a day off, it's about just <laughs> being with family, like you said. Being with family and friends and even, like you said, with people you haven't talked to in a while, reaching out and sending a text or something on social media or a phone call. 
that's that true meaning. I mean, they say this is a joyous time and and this is the miracle time and and I truly I truly believe that because it's like you go back and you think of the the people that was here that's no longer here physically mm. and what they have done in their tradition. And you talk about them, you get together and you're like, man, like, you know, my grandfather's like, man, I remember my grandfather did this. And for Christmas, he always sent us a, uh, he lived in Mississippi. Okay. And he always sent us an envelope and he always told my mom and, you know, write us a check for, for, for some money. And he always called us his buffaloes, his buffalo oh, wow. soldier. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and those those things that you, rem- that you remember and I had kids and, and going on in life and, you're going to have traditions that they're going to remember. Oh, that's Christmas. That's that spirit. That's that spirit, that meaning, that joyous time of the year where, where you get around with family and friends and you, and you eat and you're laughing and you, and you listen to Christmas music and you're, 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 you're talking and, and just being merry and being festive and just remember and just reminiscing. And just, man, that, that is the true meaning. That is right there, the true meaning. And plus, also, far as giving thanks for Christ being born, and for him, you know, being a ransom so all of us can be sinless. That right there is just, you know, giving thanks to him and and just appreciating him. Because without, for me, and I know for you too, Prez, and a lot of people, man, without him, none of this, none of any of this is not possible. It's not possible. So that right there is just that, my, man, my meaning right there. And, and Jules, I think that's important because when I was coming up and, and you're right, um, that was the stuff that was stressed to me by my grandmother, my mom. You know, they they came up and they told us what the true meaning of Christmas was. And they said, look, this is why we celebrate this day. But I think that we've gotten a little bit away from that, because now when you think about Christmas is not about that. It's more about the commercialism. You, you talk about mm-hmm. people ask you what you want for Christmas and things of that nature. And I agree with that wholeheartedly because I get sometimes annoyed with people when they're like, oh man, you're impossible to shop for. I didn't ask you to buy me anything. And that's I'm not trying to be ungrateful by saying right. that, but it's like, hey, it's not about that for me. I just want to kick back and enjoy these moments because these are the things that matter. You buy me some gift and I'll look at it, I'm like, okay, that's another thing. Cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. it's more important mm-hmm. for me to have this conversation with you, to break bread with you. That's the stuff that means something to me. Those are the things that matter to me even now as an older guy in his 40s when I think about past Christmases and I think about those conversations, I think about graduating from the little kid's table to the adult table. Yes. <laughs> that shit was fucking dope. See, that's the thing, kids, now they don't get there because y'all all at the table with everybody. No, we had to graduate to that table. And that kid's table was awful because I'm sitting at a cardboard table and everybody over there at the other table, they having the conversation and we over here talking about silly shit over here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's levels to mm-hmm. this thing. <laughs> right. Because you get your eggnog, and they get their type of eggnog. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Listen, and ours, we, they used to give us the little Welch's sparkling grape. They uh, yep. bottles over yep. there. <laughs> yep. But, Prez, I ain't going to lie. That Welch's sparkling grape is pretty good, man. Yeah, I know you I know you still sip on that now. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what, dude? I am going to buy some so I can have some for Christmas. <laughs> Listen, when it's in, the, it's in the glass, nobody knows any different, right? True. That's how I am when I'm when I'm out, you know, out at some of these spots. But yeah, let me get let me get a little cherry coke and put a nice little glass and a little straw. Be sipping on it. I say, man, what you got, man? Oh, Jack and Coke here. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jules, I got I got to call foul with you now because 
Because I, I peep you when you do that, right? But then there was that time that we all hung out with Ray and his crew. And I saw you taking a shot. And I'm sitting up here like, yeah. Ray, this man take no shot before. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> hey, once in a while, you know. Okay. Like, so right. it depends. Yeah, it was, you know, Ray's birthday. It was like, all right, man, let me, let me let my head down a little bit. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to hold you to that on my birthday now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, quick story, man. I went over to one of my partners' uh, house. He has a birthday, a couple of days before mine. And he's like, "Man, Jay, you, hey, look, you gotta take a shot with me." He had some of that eighteen hundred. I'm like, "Man, ooh, dude. yes, sir." You know, I had three of them that night. Okay, <laughs> okay, and I was and I was good. There you go. I was good. There you go. My chest was burning, but I was good. <laughs> <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> he was nice and warm too. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when we hang out, man, I might might get a little one for for the fellas, man. All right, there you go. There you go. There you go, my man, my man. But no, I mean, and so when I think about the holidays, though, I think about that though, how when I was a kid, I graduated to being into that adult table, and that was something that was meaningful for me. So Christmas is when I think of it, it's just a little bit different. So even though I'm mm-hmm. older and I know people are Oh man, Black Friday. And I used to get into all that when I was like in my yep. 20s. I'm like, oh man, I got to get this TV or I got to get this and I got to get that. But now that I got older, man, it's kind of like, I don't know. Like just this past Black Friday, I didn't buy a single thing. No. <laughs> it didn't even, it didn't even dawn on my mind. That's, it's just like my mentality is just different now. Now I did end up buying some stuff on that Cyber Monday, but before, I'd have been outside like them crazy folks, man. Thursday night, lining up outside trying to get stuff. I, it's just I'm not. It's not. I'm not into it like that no more. No, no, I never was. Only because I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. They have a, a deal on a certain um, item, but only it's only only selected few. Yeah, because they do that to fucking get you in the yeah. store. So it'd be like four of them, and right. Four, they already take, they, honestly, they'll say on their site, oh, we got four in stock. You get there, and they be like, oh, it's only like one or two. Because somebody in that damn, one of them damn employees and got that shit on hold for themselves. You know how right. that go. Right, right. But now once they got you in that store, though, Jules, now you buy some right. other shit that you don't need. Right. <laughs> I, you know, it's a good good tactic, but man, I ain't standing out there, people lining up three, four o'clock in the morning. You get there's a lot, and then when soon them doors open, you just busting in, man. Somebody get trampled over and get killed, man. That's what used to happen. But I'm telling you, I used to be right there. I used to be right there out there running in that damn store trying to buy electric scooters and all kind of bullshit. <laughs> 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 the things we do, the things man. we do. <laughs> but no, man. But I, like I said, for me now, audience, I think back to Christmas. I think the things that just really mean something to me is just family, the social mm-hmm. aspects. Yeah. As I just gave Jules shit there, I'm like, hey, we're going we gonna to have a drink together. Like, those mm-hmm. are the things that matter to me. But then also, too, to take it a step further, it's become more for me of giving back to others. Because I think about the Christmases that I had. Now, we didn't have a lot, but what we did have is the family. And we got a couple gifts, and it was cool. But there's kids out here that don't even get that. So I've been more, in the last 10 years, been more focused and worried about, man, how can I help give back to others? Because I think that that, to me, means more than somebody buying me something. If you want to get me something, donate to this toy drive that we're doing for the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's if that's what you want to do. If you want, if you're so worried about wanting about prayer or something, here's a link. Go make a kid's Christmas uh merry. That's what I'm on. Mm-hmm. You yeah, you definitely look at you look at how fortunate, how blessed you are. But there's a lot of people out there that's not fortunate. Mm-mm. And if everybody can take a page out your book press, this this would be a better world because a lot of people are struggling. And I think, like you said, giving is, it's needed because 
there's so many people that goes without. And there are children. Children that's going without. And this time of year, I think every child needs to be had to have that 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 miracle. Had to had to have experienced that miracle and 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 grow up with that. Hey, December twenty man, grow up with that that present and have memories of themselves and, and have food and food. Every child should experience that. Man, I'm I'm, I'm trying to I'm, I'm fighting back here. I'm fighting here, Perez. I, I can hear it, but that's that's meaningful, man. Yeah. It's the second week in a row one of us has done that. But I, I think that's <laughs> but it's, it's real because when you think about it, man, you're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about others. Like Mm-mm. I think back to like maybe some Christmases like four or five years ago. There was a guy I'm not going to say who he is, but you you mm. know who he is, Jules. And, and so when you hear the story, you'll know who I'm talking about. But there's a partner that I know. He's had some tough times in his life, um, you know, divorce, but he has got kids. And there were some times where he wasn't able to see his kids on a holiday. And I said, dude, come over here to my family's, man. We having dinner, pull up. You don't need to be alone during the holidays. And I think that that's something else that people should be doing out here. If you got people that you know that are alone or, you know, mm-hmm. don't have family mm-hmm. or maybe their family's in another location and they can't get to where they are, man, reach out to them people. There's a lot of people out here, they maybe have lost a partner, right? I know um, there's a friend of mine at work. Her husband passed away. They had been married for like five or six years. He died suddenly a couple weeks ago. And I even told her, I said, look, I know you live in San Diego, but I said, hey, if you want to call in the Zoom and, and, and pull up with us or something like that, now you, you can. And she's laughed and she smiled. I was like, she's like, oh, she's like, I know how you are. That'll probably be really funny. She said, well, she's like, I'm actually going to go on a cruise for Christmas. I was like, okay, cool. Oh, nice. I said, so you won't be alone. And, you know, so just think about people like that. When we're thinking about the holidays, let's not focus so much on buying a bunch of shit and this and that, but think about some people in your life that could probably use a little bit of, of cheering up or a oh, little man. bit of kind of being, you know, in the mix with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yes, sir. And everybody should just, just get that, that magic, man. Oh. Just, make, just make it more than just about your immediate family. Now, our immediate family right. are very important to us. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, just whatever you could do to maybe help out some other people too. You know, I think that's always cool. Man, I remember last year, last year I was working and it was a guy, he was, you know, begging for change. We rolled up on him, talked to him, and we was like, stay here. Because we know at the, at the station, we had a little potluck. Mm-hmm. And it was just food for days. You know, everybody brought stuff. Man, we went back there, loaded up some things. I mean, we brought, we was bringing him trays of stuff. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Man, we went back and gave him, and he was just like, oh, y'all brothers for real? And I'm like, yeah. Dude, you, it's cold. Ain't no sweat. I said, man, here's some food, man. Here's some, you know. Take that shit to wherever you stay yeah. in the night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Man. And, and that's the, right. The, but that right there is just another example of, like, y'all, like, look, all they going to do is throw this shit out. Right. Dude, take this, man. You know, feed your family. Have a nice Christmas, man. Just the look on his face, man, it, it, it was like, if people can feel what I felt, it was like, wow, this dude. It was something that we did, and he took it, and it was like I gave him like a big ass brick of gold of a gold bar. <laughs> I mean, and well, that's what it was, dude. I mean, having that feeling was just that's the meaning right there. That's the meaning right there. God gave his life for us; he gave us that was his gift. And if we can just go out and give people gifts and stuff, and have that same have that feeling there, man, that's that meaning right there. It's the true meaning, right, Jules? The true mm-hmm. meaning. I mean, that story right there warms my heart. And it also reminds me of my, my stepdad. And, and I've talked to you about, you know, my stepdad. He's had some health struggles in the last couple of years. But, man, that guy, heart of gold. I remember 
when him and my mom, like when the first, you know, in the beginning of their relationship, obviously they're married. But when I was in high school, he used to always host Thanksgiving dinner for just people in the inner city. And I'm talking mm. about, man, every year just got bigger and bigger. And see, a lot of this stuff that I talk about on the show now, this stuff was instilled in me. Because when I was younger, I didn't get it, bro. I would just sit mm. here and just be like, okay, this is cool. They're, they're serving dinner. But as I got older and more mature, I look back on those times and I'm like, dude, for some of these people, that was probably the best meal they were going to get in a very long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it started to like resonate and connect with me. Then I started to get more involved. And it was a situation where I'm just sitting over here just like, hey, people, this is just a person in line that I'm serving food. Then it became, conversate with the person. I was more in line with them instead of just doing something just because, hey, my mom is telling me I got to come to this thing. <laughs> you know? Right. It, you know, it became more of like, I got it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and I thanked him for that because that was exposure. And yes. I'm appreciative because that's the stuff that we are paying for when we do these shows, when we're involved with these different organizations. That's the stuff that's instilled. And I really appreciate him showing me that because it's not just about what you could do for yourself in this life. It's what you could do for others, paying it for it. And so when, when you told me that story, it just made me think about the things that he did because those are lessons that I learned because I'm watching him just spending his own money. He wasn't fundraising and then having some organization finance that. He was paying out of his pocket. I would see him go to the side and pull money out of his pocket and give money to people. See, those are the wow. things that I saw. Mm-hmm. They would get donations for clothes and they would kids would come in there and get clothes for the winter. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of stuff I would see. And they they would make sure, too, because there was a car wash next to the church where they used to host this thing. And the guys from the car wash would try to come over there and act like, you know, they were this and that. And he said, you know what? Y'all don't have to do all that. If y'all want a plate because you're not going to see your family until later, you can have a plate, too. But don't Mm -hmm. come over here with that. And he would set them straight. He'd be like, and so then every year they would come over and they would be respectful. They'd be like, hey, you know what? Um, Let these people go first. Just if anything's left, we would like to have a plate. So then they start to change the way that they treated it. This is for these folks. He did this for about maybe 10 years and then slowly over the years, you know, it kind of like fell off. And I wonder if people still show up to that church, you know, still looking for that because it was a, it was a big thing after a while, Jules. It was it really was. Man, that's amazing. That is amazing. Now, now that we're talking about it, I'm like, man, maybe I need to like start that thing back up. Oh, OK. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe <laughs> I will. I just thought about that. There's something like that that we could be doing. We could always be doing more to, to give back and help. So, But no, I just want to tell that story just because that was something that I always appreciated about him. It's just that he always thought about other people, you know, and not himself. And I hope that things with him, you know, improve health-wise, you know, as we as we move forward. But yeah, just something that was just in my heart to share. I guess the last thing, though, before we get out of here with, with this episode, Jules, is I think when, when I think about the importance of Christmas, so we've already kind of shared some of the things that didn't matter to us when it comes to Christmas, but for me, it's the traditions. Now, now growing up, <laughs> and I want to get your thoughts on this, but some of my favorite traditions growing up was watching uh, a, Chris, a Charlie Brown Christmas. I love the Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> that was cool. My mom, you know, we on Christmas Eve night, we would, uh, and I think I told the story last year, but we would bake, you know, like little gingerbread cookies and decorate them. And then we would make cookies for Santa. And then I think I told people last year that I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would eat the cookies, but, you know, whatever. But those are some of the things that I got enjoyed, you know, that. And then um, my grandmother, she used to like bake pies and stuff like that. And you know how they had the pie filling in the bowl. And she was like, all right, Big Bubba. That's what she called me. She was like, hey, go get, get go ahead and get, get your spoon and get the rest of that pie filled. Ooh. 
Well, I'm mm. sitting over there, tummy aching, didn't even care. I'm like, shit, I want more. <laughs> <laughs> but those are things as a kid. That's for some people, they may listen to that. They'd be like, oh, man, that's silly. But for me, that shit makes me smile because that just makes me think back to those times. You know, right. Especially those eating the, the, the pie filling out of the bowls. Man, I'm sorry, I used to look forward to that shit. <laughs> man. Boy, you want to help grandma out in that kitchen because you know you're going to get a treat. Uh-huh. Hell yeah, you man. <laughs> that food be good, boy. As far as tradition, we were always hit up sending on those hotlines. I don't know if they still have those things. I'm not sure. Oh, they do. They do? Okay. So we always hit up sending them hotlines. But other than that, night before Christmas, we would always go to bed early. We would always lay out cookies and eggnog for Santa. Because I remember my parents said, if you don't, he's going to pass you. He won't leave you anything. <laughs> You're like, no, let's get these cookies laid out. Man. Dude, we always leave them out. We, uh, man, we always help moms with the tree and the decorations. Dude, like you said, those memories that last until, you know, you know, to today, man, like get up there now. Now, you know, doing decoration, know how to do it because my parents showed, you know, taught us. So traditionally, help moms, help dads with Christmas decoration up. Man. We do our little list, give it to give it to mom and dad, and and night before Christmas we get the eggnog and the cookies out. Go to bed early, which we never, you know, we on Christmas break, so of course we ain't going to bed. I think I, I think we had a bedtime at nine thirty, I believe. I think we was in bed before nine thirty. Just can't wait to get to Christmas. Mm, excited, <laughs> man! But you couldn't sleep. No, no, I couldn't sleep. Uh-uh. Because you, you know, know all that shit going on downstairs. Dude, right. <laughs> you know, mom's got the turkey in the oven. You smell food. All... Now, the one bad thing I didn't like, chitlins. Oh, guys, I hate that. It stunk up the whole house. Mm. Yeah. I remember. I call, I, I call foul on my family for making those things. <laughs> I remember moms used to go to more annoyance, them big dumb bucket uh, chitlins. Oh, with the red, red bucket? Yo. Yep. <laughs> And, dude, when she make them things, it was, man, it was strong. Yeah, that shit stunk up the house. Shout out to Moon Oink. Shout out to Moon Oink for our South Siders. Shout out one time, Moon Oink. And, uh, Remember that man. song? Moon Yeah, yeah. Dude, you know what? A little side note. I used to love going there in the summertime because it's so cold. Uh-huh. It was a freezer. Man, it was a freezer. So, you know, outside be hot and stuff like that. And mom's like, yeah, we're going to Moon Oink. Cool. Get to walk in there, it'd be all cold and stuff like yeah, until you go outside, like, oh, oh it's back out here. <laughs> but also another good thing about going to Moonoik, especially if y'all went on Saturdays, that's when they used to do them samples. So I wouldn't even eat breakfast. Oh yeah. There, and they'd be, man, I'm talking about them sausages and them hot links. And man, I'd be sitting up there. That lady be like, You back for another one? Yeah, my mom said she's gonna buy one. She just wanted one for herself <laughs> over <Ooh>. there. <laughs> Man, you didn't brought me back. I totally forgot about the samples and the little toothpicks. And the toothpicks, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> See? See, all this, man, we giving y'all gold today. <laughs> man. But yeah, man, but back with the tradition, man, that, that was it there, man. That was it there. So what do you do now? Because for me, on Christmas morning, we'll get up, open gifts, listen to some Christmas tunes, we make cinnamon rolls and I make, I do like a spiked hot chocolate, man. So I load that thing up with a bunch of alcohol and we just okay. sit around and just, just hang out, man. Listen to some tunes, get a little buzz on. <laughs> that's, that's man. what I do now. That's a good, hey, that's a good time, man. For me, my, we go back and forth from my house or my, my mother-in-law house. And, you know, I, I want to say 
this year we at my mother-in-law house and we have breakfast. Nice. We have breakfast and we open up. We eat first. Uh-huh. And then we open up gifts later. Okay. And then if I'm not working, then I'll go by my people's house uh, probably about 6, 7 o'clock and hang out there. Oh, so let me ask you now, because, okay, so you do the breakfast thing, y'all hang out, do y'all do like a little lunch, so you pretty much be there the whole time and then do dinner with your moms. Yeah, pretty yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Ooh, you be eating good all day yeah. long, huh? Dude, man, I one thing I say, Thanksgiving, Christmas, oh, yeah. Them two particular days, you know, besides your Fourth of July stuff, those days right there, oh, man, I, I ain't playing. <laughs> hey, do you take a nap in between them big ass meals? Nope. <laughs> Damn. <Uh-oh. laughs> Damn. That's awesome. I love that, man. Now, your mom in law, I bet she throw down, huh? Oh, yeah. So she and also my um sister in law, they'll they'll prepare the breakfast, uh, juice and stuff. And uh, man, be eating good, boy. They make plenty. Get them gifts. All right, that's what's you know, little tokens, there ain't nothing to, you know, little tokens here and there, here and there. And yeah. then uh, later on, go over to mom for dinner, turkey, dressing, all the prayers. Besides giving and besides hanging out with family and friends, no food is up there on that list because them dinners there, man, because you don't have them all the time. It's only a couple times out of the year you're eating like this for me. Right, right, right. And man, I'm, I'm over there tasting it now. You're over there eating, and then you can just sit back and just let it just, just take over, man. Just, just marinate. After you finish eating your stuff, and you just, you're through. You're sitting there just, man, just, just chilling after that. And then that's when, that's when you're about to go to sleep. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, I like that, though, man. That's dope, you know, because, and that's the, the reason why we're doing this episode, audience. Those are the things to me, you know, that that matter. You know, he's talking about that tradition. That's something that they do every year. I think that's what Christmas should be more about is the traditions. Fuck the gifts and the presents. The fact that he's like, no, we get up, we have breakfast, we hang out. I'm over here tasting the pancakes and, and the mm. eggs and the sauces that they're making. You know what I'm saying? Hold the bacon. I could just taste it over here when I'm talking about it. I'm over here smiling, thinking about making my spiked hot chocolate. That's the stuff that matters. This kind of just listening to the tunes that we're going to be putting on, pulling back the curtain Christmas. So that playlist that we gave you guys last week, that mm-hmm. will be playing on Christmas morning in my house. Oh, nice. Yeah, you and me both, brother. You and me both. Hey, man, I want to ask you, man, if it's a secret, I understand. Would you be putting in that spike hot chocolate? It's a secret. I okay. Can't, I, can't, I can't tell you. <laughs> okay. Maybe one day. Maybe you right. have to taste something for yourself, but I'm telling you, what, it, it'll be, you'll be you'll feel nice and warm. You only need one cup of it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Damn. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. You ain't the first person asked. As uh, some other people, they were like, oh, man, what you doing? I sent them, I sent them a little picture. It was last year when I got my PlayStation 5. You know, I was really happy about that. And, and I know all this I was talking about. I'm not really too big on gifts. Well, that was a big gift because them PlayStation 5s are hard to find. So I was pretty okay. happy about that one. But mm-hmm. And when I sent the picture to to one of my boys, I sent him the picture with the PlayStation 5 in the background. I was like, ooh, look at my cup, though. <laughs> look at my cup. <laughs> nice. So he was like, man, what's all in that cup? I said, I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. I said, all I know is you need to try it. <laughs> man, I definitely got to try it, man. You say only one cup. Wow. That's, that thing that's was powerful. Need. Yeah, that's all you need, man. You'll be feeling good. <laughs> Not drunk, but just nice and warm and just ready to relax. Okay. And that's what it's all about. It gets you right. <laughs> yeah, man, because for me, man, Christmas, I don't see. I, it seems like you do a lot of moving around. I yeah. try to just 
try to be chill. Like that first part of the day, I'm chilling, man. Now, I may make my moves like in the afternoon, but man, I try to just stay put. Now, I know some people, like one of my boys, he goes to this place in the morning. Then he's going to this place for lunch. Then he's going to this place for dinner. Then he goes out and kicks it that during the night. I'm like, bro, you moving around too much for me. Man, that's <laughs> that seems chaotic. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. No. no, man, I love these traditions, man. And then I love that you have that. I love that I have mine. And because it yeah. replaces what we used to do, because what we used to do, Jules, and I think you remember this, we actually used to travel for the holidays. We used to go on cruises. So every year, it was like about a six-year run when we was going to the Bahamas one year and fucking Grand Cayman one year. I mean, we was all over the place. And then those ended because, you know, sometimes, you know, financially for some people, it wasn't feasible. So, but I liked that. That was a cool tradition there for a while, just being able to see other things on, on Christmas. We got away from that one, but I, I think the replacing it with the, the chill vibes on Christmas Day at the crib, that's been cool too. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Man. I know you saved some you saved some duckies. I know that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, Jules. You ain't lying. <laughs> but you know, but I you prepared. Know, I prepared for it though. But yeah. You know, I'd definitely like to hear uh, uh other people's uh tradition to hear it out and check and see what, what people got going on for Christmas morning. Yeah, so yeah, to Jules's point, man, hit us up and let us know what some of you guys' favorite traditions are, and we'll read those off on uh next week's show. Speaking about next week's show, audience, maybe some sad news for you guys to hear, but Next week's show is our season three finale. So we're going to be rounding out the end of the year. And then also, the last episode of the year, we're going to do our best of season three. So we're going to leave you hanging. But the last live recorded show will be next Saturday. So I'm staying right now, Prince. <laughs> yeah, man, it's been a good season, man. I know, last, I know last season, Jules, people was like, man, y'all got deep. But they like, it was still good. But, man, you just made us think. They're like, but this season... It was like, man, it just felt good, man. Just every episode, just like I was smiling. It was giving me something to be hopeful for. And I'm like, yeah, but y'all got to realize that every season we're pulling back the curtain is a thing. And next season is going to be a different thing. But we definitely, definitely have had a lot of fun with this season, Jules. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love it. All right, audience, before we get out of here, we are sponsoring a toy drive with ChildLink. So ChildLink is an organization that helps out local foster students Please DM us if you would like to get an Amazon wish list. There's kids that have designated what they would like to receive for Christmas. Please definitely hit us up and let us know how you would like to help. These kids are phenomenal kids. They want the same opportunity to have the same type of Christmas that you and your family are going to have. Bright kids. Let's help these kids out as much as possible. This is a great organization that we're partnering with. Anything and everything that you could do, even if you can't financially donate, you can share the link to what we're doing with people in your network because then maybe somebody else will be able to donate. So the thing is, it's not all about just buying. Sometimes it's just sharing the word about what's going on. So anything you guys are willing to do, DM us and let us know. Jules, go on here with that curtain call, bruh. Chris, this curtain call goes out to ChildLink. ChildLink strives to make sure every child has a safe, loving environment in which to grow and experience all that life has to offer. They strive to make human services available to all children and youth who are in need of support. Childlink offers adoption, foster care, transitional living services, and youth counseling. Childlink, President and Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast family would like to salute you and appreciate all your hard work. Hey, Jules, thanks for that curtain call. And audience, if you would like to participate in that toy drive, please visit Childlink at childlink.org. You can find this podcast on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Deezer, or wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate your continued support of the show. Without you, we wouldn't be. 
We're the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace.